Hey everyone, it's Bernie from Burn Appetit and the Three Beers in a Mic Extended Universe, and I'm here to talk to you about something that is not only delicious, but also makes an impact. Thrive Coffee is a non-profit craft coffee roaster based out of Richmond, Virginia, who uses coffee to create careers and training opportunities for individuals with disabilities. Founded in 2019, Thrive Coffee's beans are locally roasted in small batches to ensure the highest quality, and they ship nationwide. They have five blends, including Campfire, Red Bike, Dogwood, Decaf, and even a fun seasonal castaway summer blend for when you just want to get away and enjoy a great cup of coffee. And their five single origins are Colombia, Kenya, Sumatra, Honduras, and Brazil. And just three bags sold pays for one hour work for their differently abled employees. So it sounds like a Brazilian good reasons to check out their website at drinkthrive.org. Or their social media at Drink Thrive Co. to buy a few bags today. And as an added bonus, Drink Thrive is giving our listeners a special promo code that gives you 15% off your first order. Just head over to drinkthrive.org and enter three beers at checkout. Again, that's drinkthrive.org, promo code three beers. Let's support this great cause. This is the Three Band Podcast. You can do the intro if you want. This is the Three Band Podcast. Oh, do it again. Sorry. This is Three Beers and a Mic. Estamos haciendo el Tres Band Podcast. This is Three Band Podcast. This is Three Band Podcast. This is the Three Band Podcast. This is the Three Band Podcast. 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 This is a three band podcast. This is three beers and a mic. Welcome back, everybody, to the three beers and a mic podcast. We are coming to you seven days after our last recording. So uh, we've been doing this every two week model, but um, we wanted to kind of do a special recording this week over uh, two topics, which we will discuss in a moment. Uh, as always, we got myself, we have Adam, say what's up. Hey, what's up, guys? Bernie, say what's going on. What's going on, guys? And Dwayne, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? So before we get into the topics of the week and we discuss kind of why we're back so soon to record, uh, I'm going to shoot this over to Dwayne and give uh, our listeners some good news. Dwayne, what's going on over there? Yeah, uh, just want to give a little uh, thank you to our latest sponsor, uh, Thrive Coffee. Uh, it's a nonprofit that helps people with disabilities um, get a job. They do a lot of roasting. Uh, they've graciously given us a code, three beers. Uh, you can go to their website. You'll get 15% off your order. And uh, it, it helps, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good cause on top of saving a little money. So we just want to thank them for, uh, for doing that with us. Uh, okay, so let's get into what we are going to discuss this week and why we are back so soon. Uh, there were two big releases for the week. We had Suicide What about what we're drinking? Well, oh, I'm going to get into that, absolutely. Uh, I just want to tell our audience that we're going to be talking Suicide Squad this week, uh, which was released in theaters and on HBO Max. And we're also going to be discussing the new episode of What If, which was actually released today. So before we get into all of that, we're going to talk about what we're drinking. Adam, as always, please start us off. I'm drinking today. It's uh, Corona Extra. 
Okay. Very good. It's been a while, so. I it has been. Think. You've been drinking a lot of micheladas recently, so. Yeah. Welcome back to the Corona That's side. That. Yeah. No premiere? Rami likes the premiere. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, this is the only thing I could find in a gas station. <laughs> the premiere is terrible. Oh, All yeah. Right. I, didn't, I didn't know that. Oh, don't buy it. It's it's very, very bad. Uh, Dwayne, what do you got? I uh, surprisingly have an IPA today. So no, you don't. I do. Uh, I was out at uh, a place here called Tap. I think they're a franchise craft beer place. Had a few different types of beers, and I told the guy, I'm like, he's like, here, let me find you a beer. I was like, nope. I want you to find me an IPA that I will like. He's like, okay. I'm like, really? I'm like, nobody takes me up on the IPA challenge. Wow. Okay. <laughs> He's All like, right. no, I like a challenge. So I have, um, it's equal parts by Sahara Dust. It's an American IPA. I don't know what makes it an American IPA, but it's actually fruity. It's not hoppy. I was going to say, I bet it uses citra hops and like mosaic hops. Yeah, like it, it smells like uh, like grapefruit and stuff. Does it have listed what hops and stuff they use? No, not. It's just a uh, handwritten. It's not a can of the beer itself. It's their growler can. Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. that's, that's awesome. It's handwritten. That's great. But I was, I was surprised. I'm like, yeah. This is actually pretty good. It's not like hoppy. You would like the West Coast IPAs. Those are the the fruity-ish ones. We'll see. Maybe I'll venture out a little. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. Uh, Is that the only thing you're drinking, or what else you got on your list? I I mean, I had a few before this. I mean, if you really want me to... (laughs) Well, no, I mean, that's fine. How many? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) here we in. Let's say I had an Oktoberfest, I had a stout, and I had a just a ale. So good for you. You're feeling great. We gotta catch up. Uh Bernie, what are you drinking? So I have a Sam Adams Boston Lager. Sam Adams Oktoberfest, what's left over from uh, Oh I had that for our I had that on draft today. Nice Oktoberfest. It's still good. They did something to their Sam Adams Boston Lager recipe, though. I swear it tastes different and not in a good way. Still got my Founders Oktoberfest can here. Look how, nice. how pretty that is. That's yeah. awesome. I haven't even Love seen that. that. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Um, and then good old regular Budweiser. Good Lord. I haven't had one of those. Branching out today instead of with my Mick Ultra, I went with uh, <laughs> some regular Bud. Honestly, though, like Bud on tap, like cold on tap is pretty good sometimes, like refreshing. I don't hate Budweiser. You mean always good? No, I mean it's it. Budweiser's (laughs) not awful. No, Um, always good. (laughs) Just like too too strong for me. Too strong. (laughs) Bud Light is better. All right, so I have two new things on the show, and then the third thing is something I always have on here uh i have a buffalo bayou peanut butter wake and bake it's a peanut butter blonde which i thought was really interesting i had that 
Yeah. It, it actually tastes like peanut butter. It does. I was I was like all these peanut butter uh you know uh, beers that stout. I buy are dark or stout or super thick and I saw this as a blonde I'm like, well, let it's me give it a shot. It's refreshing, right? You can see that it's you know lighter in nature and I think it's the stoutness masks the the other flavors. I think you just kind of taste coffee with any stout and then like with the peanut butters it's just masked by all that thick gross coffee taste yeah it's we that's what Dwayne and i have always said is that having a peanut butter beer taste like peanut butter is very hard because you do taste the coffee and then you're also drinking a very dense beer on top of that it's tough um so i saw this one and i'm like okay i'm gonna give that a try it's very good I'm, it's actually I'm very refreshing. Impressed. I was like, yeah, so, like <laughs> it's it's very very good. I'm very impressed. I I only bought a four pack, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go buy some more. Um, the second thing I'm of course I have a seltzer. Duh. Uh, the second thing I'm drinking is something I've been wanting to try for a while because Jack Daniels started making these canned whiskey and colas, and I'm like, I gotta try it just to see if it is even remotely good, and Why? it is. It is. Buy whiskey, buy Coke, do it yourself. I understand, yeah. but this was just such, this is for lazy people. You just top it, you open it up, pour some ice in a glass, and it's but, actually really good. So what I've heard, though, is it just tastes like more like Coke than whiskey. I actually think the opposite. Um, it's 7% alcohol per volume, which is actually higher than I thought it would be. Um, no, I actually can taste the whiskey. At least for me, I've only had one. This is my second one, and uh, I like it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm just the lazy way out, but I wanted to give them a try. Would I buy them again? Maybe, but so far, after you know the first one, I what do they come in? A six pack or a four pack? Comes in a six pack. How much for a six pack? Uh, I got it on sale for seven ninety nine. So, what? That's not yeah. too bad, then. There's no way those are good at $7.99 for six of them. Well, you can. Well, <laughs> that's a, like a dollar per can. There's yeah, no it, way was that's seven, good. it was $7.99 at uh, what is that place? Wine and More. I don't remember what it's called. Um, for those reasons, I'm out. <laughs> it was good. All right. So, um, we got, like I said, an emergency session called because we wanted to, I mean, we, I think this is the first podcast where we actually are <laughs> emergency <laughs> podcast because this is the first time I think we're recording on a day when a Disney show actually released, right? So I'm like, what if dropped this morning and now we're all just recording it tonight after we watched the first episode. So, um, and we wanted to talk about Suicide Squad for sure, because that was the big uh, release over the weekend so um we'll start we'll start off with suicide squad and um this was a movie that was released simultaneously in the theaters and on hbo max i believe we all watched it at home except for adam did you watch it in the theater uh, yeah i went to remember it was a, a sneak, special sneak special you sneak went and saw a sneak preview that's I'm right waiting you, for, i'm waiting for you guys you're right you what, gave what us do the you review. think yeah, I forgot. You gave us the review last time. I want to know yeah. what you think of, of the damn movie. Cool. So it made about $27 million in the theater. And, you know, that was a little bit under their projection of $30 million. But, you know, when, when, when Warner Brothers made this deal with HBO Max to release all of their movies for 2021 on this streaming service, 
um, there were articles that were written this week showing how the HBO Max subscriptions had increased by like 39 to 45 percent based on that news alone. So we don't know how much this deal with Warner Brothers has increased the subscribers. Um, or how much they it, got from it. I don't even how much know, they, right? Yeah, how much they got from it. Was it worth it in the end? Um, you know, uh, take a loss on the people. Who cares? Yeah. You take a loss care. over here on the theater sales, but then you're increasing your subscribers by 10 million. You know, it, who knows how that turns out to be. But it, it made about 27 million in the theater. And um, we all decided to kind of watch it from home. Hey, real quick, though. Does anybody pay for HBO Max? I get it free from uh, my AT cable service. Me too. Or, or AT&T, yeah. I um, borrow my dad's <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't listen to this. He'll never know. You're so, killing Adam. Yeah. Um, he... So, yeah, most people I talk to actually say, well, no, I get it through AT&T or I get it through. But, I mean, don't TV get me wrong. I'm guessing somehow AT&T is paying them for it, right? They're not just owned, getting it for free. They're all owned by AT&T, aren't they? Are they? Yeah. Well, they were. They, AT&T was selling off all those assets. But HBO and Warner Brothers is owned by AT&T. Or Dude, were. I, I don't know if they still are. I mean, other are there any streaming services that are like at the end of the year come out and say, Hey, we have this many subscribers and we're pocketing this much money. Yeah. I mean, well, like to, they have, they have, they have to list their subscriber numbers during um, financial calls and stuff, quarterly reports. So but, you, then, but that doesn't mean everybody who subscribes is paying a monthly fee though. No. It's just new subscribers for the quarter okay. and year year over year and all that stuff. I got you. All right, fair enough. Um, so Suicide Squad, uh, a movie that I wasn't really excited when they announced it, but then as the trailer started coming out, I think we all kind of talked about this, that you know what? That doesn't look horrible. It definitely looked better than the first attempt that they made at this movie. And you bring in James Gunn, the guy who is, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy fame. Uh, he was hired on by DC once Disney let him go. And then Disney brought him back and said, hey, we made a mistake. We're, we're actually going to bring you back for Guardians 3. And James Gunn told him, you're going to have to wait because I'm making Suicide Squad first. And Disney said, yeah, all right. So uh, James Gunn has talked very candidly that this movie actually got him out of a very dark place and made him, you know, um, just love film again. So this was clearly a passion project for him. And some of us thought, well, is it going to be more like Guardians of the Galaxy humor? Adam kind of compared it to Jackass humor when he uh, discussed um, this movie in his review. And then we were all kind of like, really? Is that what they were going for? And we started getting kind of bad vibes, especially from Bernie, that it was just going to be like fart jokes the whole time. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll start. I'll start off first. Uh, when, Hold when on. I... Real, real quick. Okay. Uh... Has everybody seen Suicide and Birds of Prey, right? Yes, I, yeah. I have. At least. So, what, what were your thoughts on those, like before this? Like, did you enjoy them? Were they just okay? I so, think that I think this that sure. affects your mindset for this. You know what I'm saying? Sure, that's fair. Um, I I thought the first Suicide Squad was not good. Um, I'm not going to say average. 
because that means that after the movie was over, I was like, okay, well, that wasn't terrible. No, I, I can say that it was not good. I I didn't like the Joker in that movie. Having just the, the climactic scene be a portal opening up in the sky and creatures come down, I do they do that all yeah, the time. Yeah, because that's not like Avengers at all. Yeah, but that was done that was done good. <laughs> that was that was a that was a good way to do that. Uh, they they it was PG thirteen, so a lot of the you know cursing and 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 uh, uh, um, adult uh, oriented stuff about the film wasn't in it. A lot of the characters were throwaway characters, especially like Captain Boomerang. Um, you know, it's just I I didn't enjoy that film overall, and I walked out of the theater saying, "Well, I'll never watch that again." Birds of Prey I liked more than the first Suicide Squad. Um, I, I, you know, I think when we reviewed it, I gave it like a six and a half out of 10. Uh, I thought, you know, I like, I really liked uh, Ewan McGregor's uh, character, Dark Mask, or I forget what his name was, Black Mask. Black Mask. Yeah. Really liked him a lot. Um, I thought some of the humor was better. Some of the action was better. And, uh, but that was know, R, right? That was, that was rated R. R. Yes. That so was like I, a hard R, I think, if I remember correctly. I definitely I liked it more than the first suicide squad but uh how about how about you Dwayne? i i enjoyed both of them i thought they're both okay well here's the thing having a child watch suicide squad and enjoy it and because it's pg-13 she could made a difference i think because kids love that movie so i think that's where they were going with that movie they're trying to cater the like. Highly season. disagree with they were catering that movie to kids. Yeah, dude. If, I don't I know. Mean, if, if that kids was their, love it. If that was their goal, then I would be shocked. I know a lot of kids that love that movie. Dude, like Joker in those scenes. Why do you know like, kids doing? Because I'm a parent. Paul, <laughs> 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 I mean, Chloe's friends on their yeah. Suicide Squad liking. Like, I mean, Joker in that movie was actively like grooming Harley Quinn. Like that would that's very adult stuff that you don't want to be showing kids. So I if if kids like it, great. So there was, I shouldn't like, tell I, you that I like Chloe Watch to the new one. <laughs> I, I don't care what you do. Yeah, I, that's dude, I watched Robocop when I was eight years old. So we come from a world where these uh, adult centric movies we watched when we were under the age of 10. Your kid's older than that. Now, so. uh, Birds of Prey, I watched it, and I did not let her watch that one. I can say that. It was way more adult. Uh, but I enjoyed that, too. I enjoyed both. They weren't, like, blow-me-out-of-the-water movies, but they were, eh, okay. I'll Especially save, for uh, DC. I'll save Bernie for last. Adam, did you enjoy the first Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey? What are your thoughts? Well, I did like the... First suicide. I told you that last time. I did like it. Uh, Bird of Prey didn't attract my attention, so I didn't see it. Oh, you never watched it? No, nah, it didn't really attract my attention. Okay, that's fair. Uh, Bernie, go ahead. I thought Birds of Prey was all right. I thought it was slightly better than I thought it was going to be. It's fine. It's not. It's not a movie that I would ever watch again. But it's not a movie that I'd actively tell people not to see it either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Suicide Squad, the first yeah. movie. Uh, the first movie is an example of like the studio meddling in the movie. 
if you sure. look if you look at mm-hmm. the promotional stuff, the first time we saw the Suicide Squad logo, it was like real dark. And then it progressively got like more pink and more colorful as they kept showing the Suicide Squad logo because Justice League came out and everyone hated how like dark DC Universe was. So like, oh crap, now we got, now we got this other movie. Like, oh, let's lighten it up. <laughs> well, the movie's been shot already. Ah, make the logo pink. <laughs> but it doesn't match re- the tone of the movie. Who cares? I remember that. Yeah, uh, you're right. They're like, oh, throw throw some uh, throw some music in there. We need uh, we need songs from the '80s. But let's oh do yeah, it. they did do but that. Let's play Led music. Put some Led let's play it in there. every five minutes throughout the movie. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's, it's like let's not make the music matter like in Guardians and stuff. Let's just play songs people know every fifteen minutes of this movie. Sure. <laughs> it's just all the studio after the fact, just like throwing ideas like, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, we're so worried about the movie. <laughs> and then the new Suicide Squad, you can tell the studio hands off. This was James Gunn. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you could tell that they let him do his thing. Yeah, um, yeah. on this they film. had no hands; they were completely hands off. Yeah, absolutely. Movie. Well, because, but yeah. maybe it's because they're like, like we don't know what we're doing. Obviously, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We've tried so many things. <laughs> some kind of work. Shazam worked. Shazam was great. People loved it. It did pretty well in the box office. Wonder Woman. The first Wonder Woman worked. Oh yeah, the first the Wonder Woman was a huge hit. Second one was massive. complete. Trash. I believe, yeah, I can't believe they let you know they showed that kind of movie. Yeah, they like, ruined you know, that. That they, they ruined the, for me. They ruined the first movie with the second movie. It, it's it's borderline that bad. The second one that yeah. ruins the first one. It it's um, you're right. It's hot and cold. Then you have billion dollar blockbusters like Aquaman, right? Um, which I liked. Uh, it's, getting, it's getting a sequel. The Flash movie that we're seeing, all these snip, snippets come out and all this news come out. But again, out, we, don't, great. we don't like it, could be good, could be bad. At this point, that's how everybody feels I, about DC. I already know the Batman is going to be bad. <laughs> you think so? I, I feel it in my bones. Oh, man, I it's, don't. It's another <laughs> Batman. It's another Batman. Stop! Yeah. Stop making Batman movies, please. <laughs> They'll never stop doing Do something that. else. They only have a million characters. Yeah, <laughs> I know. All right, so, um, so yeah, we all watched it at home. Got the home experience. Um, I, I feel like that was probably the correct move for me. Uh, you know, I, uh, I got to watch it on opening night and. Uh, and um, I, I don't feel like I miss anything by not going to the theater. Do you feel that way, Bernie? Because I know Dwayne was going to watch it at home no matter what. Um, I do and I don't. It's It wasn't a movie that I felt the need, like I had to be in theaters. But I think it would have benefited a lot from it too, especially like the ending sequences and stuff. Sure. but I, mean, I just it... got bored. I got bored and then I wouldn't have, have been as bored at a movie theater. But I'm at home on my own couch in my own blanket. You know what I mean? Sleepy. No, fair enough. Um, I mean that, and we get into that relaxed mode, especially nine thirty at night. You know, we got our snacks, we got our beers, we got our blankets, and we're just kind of just zoning out. It 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 happens to the best of us. I'm in Houston. I I do not have a blanket on. Well, (laughs) a lot of people keep their houses really cool, and they put on a little light blanket. There's nothing wrong with that blanket. Yeah. All right. So uh, Adam has given us his review. Dwayne. Uh, let's hear it. What do you think? What do you think of the film? I thought it was all right, actually. 
I don't know where Adam got the jackass comedy because I don't. I, I have no idea. I put that in my notes. It was the first thing I wrote down. I have no idea. I want to explain little, that. There is some slapstick, yeah. but it's not jackass slapstick. It's just slapstick. I can think of a scene where I would kind of agree with Adam. Which scene um, is that? Spoilers. Nate, spoilers. Oh, spoilers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, please explain. Um, Nathan Fillion, his detachable arm character... Oh, yes, that was yeah. Yeah. the arms went out and then it just, yeah, there, it was just like slapping the guards with the guns and stuff. That was I could, funny, I that. man. That was really funny. I I saw him in the credits. I'm like, who is he? I didn't yeah, know he that was the arm was. guy. Because he's mm-hmm. not. I don't think it's like I looked it up online. He's not credited as a character, which is weird. But I don't well, know. he has a line, I... does he? I didn't know. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Stallone. Rooker. I didn't know Rooker was in it either. Uh, it was, he was in the commercial. He was? Yep. All those guys at the beginning were. Yeah, I missed yeah, the part where out. I missed the part where Stallone was the voice of King Shark. I don't that that seemed like as something soon as people, he talks, you can tell though. No, I, I know. <laughs> I, I could tell, but I'm like people knew that in advance and I didn't. So of course when I heard him speaking, I was like, Oh, that's Sylvester Stallone. No, no. But I I didn't know that going into the film. Yeah, I didn't. You didn't know even that. have to do voice acting. That was just him talking normally. Yeah, yeah. I was waiting uh, for a yo Adrian. Sure. So you um so you enjoyed, I enjoyed it. It, it yeah. was fun. Uh, I thought the humor was pretty good. Music's pretty good. Music was great. Uh, actually, music was okay. Uh, uh, you score it now. You went away. Uh, we can score it at the end. All right. Yeah. All right. So you had a good time. Did, did you, out of the three, the Suicide Squad one, Birds of Prey, and Suicide, Suicide Squad two, was this your favorite of this the three? The, this is the Suicide Squad. Okay. Very good. <laughs> you know it's All a right. sequel because they used the at the beginning of the title. <laughs> Correct. And some of the original characters came back, like Captain Flag and Harley Quinn and Boomerang, Boomerang. Man. And, you know, some of these dudes were there from the first movie. So they're trying to show this is a different team, but it's connected to the first film, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not uh, supposed to be a, a reboot or anything, right? This is just supposed to be. No, it's not. It's not a reboot. I mean, you still have the same uh, director uh, person who's kind of has their hand on the trigger on all of their their bombs in their brain. That same that person's the same. They're just going on another mission to reduce time from their sentences, right? So she's it, it's crazy seen... in this movie too, isn't she? Yeah. Viola Davis. Yeah, her whole character is so different in this. She's like me. She's like the bad guy of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> she's she Well, she gets Adam, knocked out. Well, she's the bad guy in the first movie too, to be honest. Yeah. She's the one who put bombs in people's necks. <laughs> so like yeah. it's not exactly a good guy, but no, um, but no, she is. She is very intense in this film, and, and towards the end, you see that she's like the bad person, and uh, she's willing to let this whole entire city just be demolished by Starro when they're trying to actively save people. Um, that's when the you know her team kind of reverses course, and clocks her over the head with a pipe. Um, I'll but yeah, her- dude, Star like seeing Starro is pretty fucking cool. Like, oh man, that's I. Wrote that on my list, especially the the face huggers. It was, yeah. How soon will we see cosplay of that? Oh, well, (laughs) is that going to be the new Harley Quinn or the new Loki? (laughs) 
Um, I'll let I'll let Bernie go last. Um, this movie, and, and I'm saying this honestly, this movie was way better than I thought it was going to be. The only thing Bernie and I texted each other when we were watching this film, because we were watching it around the same time, is that Bernie kind of started to say, as the movie was progressing, he's like, yeah, it's losing a little steam. It started off hot, and now it's kind of losing me. I had the opposite reaction. I had a smile on my face the entire time this movie was on. I loved every character. I loved Peacemaker. I usually don't like... See, I told you you were going to love it. I usually don't like John Cena. I told you you were going to like that damn movie. He was awesome. Captain Flag was great. I loved Starro. Stole the movie for me. Bloodsport. You knew who was going to save the day, right? Uh... You mean from Aegis Elba's character? From the beginning, you knew who was going to save the day. I, yeah, if, but if that you, was that was true in the first one too. Yeah, I mean, like if if you if you made me if you if you had me guess a character in this film who was going to be uh, a sponsor who was going to be featured more than Harley Quinn, I would have told you it was Idris Elba because he's a very big actor, and if you put him in this film, you're going to want him to have a prominent role, kind of like Will Smith had when he was Deadshot. Honestly, so, I think uh, Cena surprised me. That's I what I'm saying. Cena was really good in this I movie. usually don't like him, and the fact that he's getting his own HBO Max spinoff makes sense because his character was very intriguing. And like I said, I usually don't like him. And he's gone full superhero mode with this character. He showed up to the premiere of the film in his Peacemaker outfit. and He goes a thousand percent in everything he yeah. does. Yeah, it was good or bad. Yeah, it was great. Like I said, I I, I usually don't like his stuff, but I really liked him in this film. Um, I loved. If if you made me pick a favorite character other than Starro, it was Bloodsport. I really liked Idris Elba's character. I thought his costume and his weaponry was freaking awesome. I love that mask that he wore with it was like just totally black with like a brown sort of mouth guard. Super cool. I don't know why you I like this so much. You know why? It's based why? off an of alien. Oh, the xenomorphs? Yeah. Super sick. Um, his <laughs> weaponry was just oh my gosh. When he was forming those guns and putting on the attachments and just it was yeah, it was great. Uh, I loved Harley Quinn. Um, right. she was awesome in this film. I love polka dot man. My yeah. god. What a obscure nobody character that James Gunn said, well, I'm going to do something with that guy. He's going to have mommy issues and he's going to look like a clown. But when he actually uses his power, it is brutal. Rami found his Halloween costume. Dude, what a great <laughs> character. Um, everyone was awesome. Captain Flag was great. Uh, the guy who plays him is usually not the best actor. He was in the RoboCop reboot. Um and he was also in Altered Carbon on Netflix, which is now a canceled show. I even liked him. Uh, he was the, in uh, the the shit the Apple TV one where they go to the moon and stuff. Uh, I didn't watch that one. It's a good it's a good show. You should watch it. He was also in House of Cards. Um, well, he's, been, the, he's been in some pretty popular things. But the he, Killing, the TV show, The Killing. Is that what it's called? Yeah, he was a detective who was a cop uh, trying to find out who killed some girl. 
Okay. I uh, never saw it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I, the rat. Who's who's the one who controlled the rats? I forget her character's name. Does anyone, remember. anyone remember? She was wonderful. Just just random obscure DC characters I know nothing about. Form a king shark. Oh my god! Come on. Oh, she was People. rat. She was rat catcher. Rat catcher. Yeah. Okay. Rat catcher yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. King shark. Unbelievable. Awesome CGI on that character. Uh, just wonderful dialogue. Really good humor. I love the story. Um, just so many things that. Like, just the characters acted like they're supposed to. Like, you know, right kind of in the middle of the movie, Harley Quinn, you know, looks like she's having some romantic adventure with this diplomat. And uh, he's talking about getting married to her and, you know, um, he'll take care of her, blah, blah, blah. And she starts to think for a second, maybe I can have this normal life and then just shoots him in the chest. And it's just stuff like that is is i love to see that it it throws it throws you for a loop it's it's true to the characters and their nature um i knew there was going to be a scene in the movie that was going to be centered around her probably a very um high intensive action set piece so and it was great when she's unlocking the key with her foot and then gets the gun and is just mowing people down just like 50 60 70 police officers dead and it's just great starro my last point, if you were going to do that character in a DC film, I cannot think of a better way to put that villain in a movie than what they did. The stuff that he the stuff that they were doing to experiment on him and how they took his little offspring and they were um, doing experiments on dead bodies and that like you saw like severed corpses still alive because one of the Starro offspring is on their face. And they're still able to have muscle memory. And Starro would talk to the audience and talk to the characters through the offspring that were on the humans. And one of the saddest lines of the film was when Starro realized he's about to die. And he gets one of his human subjects to say, he goes, you know what? I was really happy just, just floating, floating in space. <laughs> I was really happy. And then he died. <laughs> crushing i that really got to me for some reason so love the film high praise what a great job oh my god and i don't know if it's just because the first one was so bad that i can't believe this one is so good but loved it go ahead bernie um this was the most comic booky movie i've seen in a long time and I mean that in the best possible ways. Yeah, sure. Goofy, silly characters doing goofy, silly stuff. Action, like violent action scenes. Violent. <clears throat> Absolutely. A bad guy that's colorful and interesting. And mm -hmm. all the little starfish on all the like dead, like the army of starfish guys. <sighs> Straight out of comic books. Um it's not a bad guy from a space beam wearing spiky metal armor that we've seen in 15 DC movies. That's the main bad guy, Steppenwolf clones or whatever. Um, I The first hour of this movie, I was actually laughing really hard at. 
I just thought the first half, the first like hour of this movie, I just thought was so funny, and I, I don't know what it was like. Pete Davidson in the plane <laughs> as they're going to the mission. He goes, "Yo, is this a dog?" <laughs> I laughed so hard at that line. I don't know why, because that little weasel thing is so ugly and weird. It was so funny. <laughs> and then they're all like, "It's a, what, what? Why would you think this is a dog?" And they said, "Uh." He's harmless. Well, mostly but harmless. But then, uh, who, twenty-seven I, children or something like that. John, I think it's John Cena's character, right? That says like what type of dog it is, and they're like, "Well, why would you think it's that type of dog?" No, Cena. Cena was in the uh, fake out. Oh yeah, that's right. There was somebody yeah. else on there that says like, "It's a wolf, the, wolf and hound, or something like that." Thing we've seen were for yeah. these characters that they killed off immediately as like a, a yeah. deflection. Which I thought was was amazing. It was. This is the future of Suicide Squad, which I think is brilliant. I'm just happy not to see the same same characters. They're gonna dip into their pool of obscure characters. You know they have a backlog of like two thousand stupid characters that showed up in like one comic book, like Polka Dot And all they do is they just make their backstory interesting by adding something. Polka Dot's mom experimented on all our children, and now he has like mommy issues, and he has to throw up the polka dots every day or whatever. <laughs> That's not in the comic books for Polka Dot Man. No. But that little backstory, it's not even that much backstory. It's like a minute of explanation. That back makes him so interesting as a character. Mm-hmm. It's great. And mm-hmm. they did that for all of these characters. They all had interesting background stories. They didn't do that for the first Suicide Squad but, movie. No, but I they, think I think for like these characters specifically, like you know, we we talk about Batman and Spider Man, right? Like we don't need another origin story for them. Everybody knows it. But these characters, you need something to invest in them. Like nobody knows who these characters are. We need a little something, right, to make us want to like these people. You need something. But you don't need, uh, like you, you don't, don't need, need a half a movie about you it. Know, yeah, like for the first Suicide Squad, the the problem that they had was the only exposition any of the characters got was Will Smith, because he was the main draw. So you know that's the all they did. He had a kid. He went to jail. You had an emotional reaction, and the rest of the characters were just randos. This one, except for Harley. Harley had a well, Harley. Yeah, of course. But um, this movie, like Bernie is saying was a minute to minute and a half exposition that, okay, uh, Polka Dot Man had mommy issues. Understood. Bloodsport has a kid who's being threatened with prison time or something um, for the wrongdoings that her, her dad has done. Understood. You know, um, uh, King Shark, uh, Rat Catcher. All of these characters had a little bit of time to tell the audience why they are where they are, and, and it made us care about, about them. I cared about Polka Dot Man. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. He's such a stupid character that I care about. <laughs> but he was and cool in this. He's just it's his good dots dissolved fucking people. Yeah, <laughs> it was, he was so cool. But that's all that's all changed for the movie, and it makes like it's just it's good. James Gunn knows how to write movies and stories. It's just a, he's it's just little tweaks of existing bullshit characters that they're just plucking out of a database and they can do that for Suicide Squad 3 can be mm-hmm. whole new team yep. random characters give them 
give them weird backstories and then send them on some mission where they have to go in a jungle and like, find another bad guy. Honestly, like I don't even feel like they need Harley Quinn again. Like I, I think would, I was just I, that was my next point is I, I don't like think Harley Quinn needed to be in this movie. I would like her, her scene stay. was super cool with the butterflies as she's like mass murdering all the really cool, but that thirty minutes in the movie meant nothing to the I would like part her, of the movie I, other I than like we need Harley stay. Quinn in this movie. She I want not her. need to be in the movie. She I, does like not affect the, uh, the plot. Who was who's the bus driver? Martin Marvin. The the guy that when they were laying the bombs and he died and there was a whole scene of like I don't oh. know he was still with us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what was his name? Were they they're like I would have remembered uh, a Mar is not Marvin. Oh uh, gosh, I it know was you're something like about. that though. It was like yeah. something. I it was simple. Martin. Martin. Maybe Martin. I don't remember. Mil Milbert? Milton? Milton. 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 And Harley. So like, I would have remembered a Milton. Dude, I I want if they make a sequel, I want which I think she they will. Doesn't, I she want... takes away from the other characters. And uh, I think disagree. I think the characters stood on their own enough where you didn't need Harley Quinn in there. I want Bloodsport to come back. She served her purpose. Bloodsport doesn't need back. to be in there. I want I want Ratcatcher to come back and I want King Shark to come back. I think Shark will come back. No, that's the same fucking movie we just saw. I know. The whole point is that you can grab new characters, Rami. But I'm saying, new like, stuff. King Shark could come back because where else is fucking King Shark going to go, though? I don't want any of them. I want a whole new team. <laughs> you don't have to kill off these characters. You just nah. don't show them. Whole new team, whole new mission, every movie. Yeah. It's all different. I'm okay. All right, keep bringing back. You just named the entire roster from this movie. <laughs> it's the exact opposite of what I told you I wanted. I want. I want to see. I want to see. You like Polka Dot Man? I did. If you take the entire roster from this movie and add one character, you're you're taking away your chances of finding a new Polka Dot Man. You didn't know who Polka Dot Man was before this movie. That's you why I didn't him. include him in my list because I think his story was self-contained and and well now he's dead. So you um, get six more characters out of nothing and. They make up fun backstories for him. You'll find another polka dot man, or you can have fucking Harley Quinn do the same shit you've seen her do four other movies. <laughs> it looks cool. It's like it's fine, but like new. Give us new, dude. Starro was. They need a headliner. Who 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 do you think they're gonna? Yeah, but you can get. A I big think this name movie. I think this somebody. movie is yeah. The big name. The headliner can be the the leader. Like, um, Ezra. Yeah. He can he be the great. headline. He was great. Not him, but someone else. Um, I love the scene in the jungle where him and John Cena were one up in each other <laughs> oh by God. murdering people, and then you find <laughs> out that those were the good guys after they <laughs> cleared out the whole camp. I thought that was so funny. I uh, I honestly like the the scene with uh Har when Harley jumps into the eye, like uh, like you think she's just gonna like. No, she just like goes right through the right thing. Through. Oh, was that like, was what the hell? That I was, was not fantastic. That. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. I just thought it dragged on with all the have to go rescue Harley for some reason. She's in love with a ruler of a country that doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it just dragged. I thought the first hour was so good, though. I was legitimately laughed. I don't remember the last time I laughed that hard at a movie. Can, can we all agree when stuff. the weasel fell in the water? That's just funny. <laughs> Everything like, yeah, with the weasel yeah. was funny. And especially when, when they see... cut back to the war room and they're like, 
Uh, did anybody check if the weasel could uh, swim? And they're all just like looking at each other. Like, <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. Or when they first see the weasel and he's like licking the glass in his jail cell. <laughs> it's just so. Just I don't know that stupid line of "Yo, is this a dog?" I don't know. <laughs> I just laughed so hard at that. Stupid. No, it was it was great. And you're right. Uh, Pete Davidson is becoming a bigger draw. Uh, he's actually I hate in the him. process. I hate him as a person, but I liked him in this movie. No, but but I mean, like he's actually going through the process right now of removing his tattoos so that he can um, get more movie roles. He's he's said that in an interview, and now he's a sponsor of Smart Water, and he's left SNL, and he's trying to become a bigger actor, which he has done. Um, that movie that he did with Bill Burr, The King of Staten Island. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. have seen that film. It's really good. I, it. I tried it, to watch it. It's really really good. I, I really like that movie. My wife and I watched that together because we both like Bill Burr. And um, I thought he was fantastic in that film. Satisfying to watch him get his face blown off. Sure. Yes. <laughs> if you don't like yeah. Davis, then yes. Yeah, I, that was great. Yeah. I don't I like love, Davis either. I love um, uh, Flua, the German guy the, with the javelin. javelin? Yes. Yeah. From, uh, Pit, he, was, he was in Pitch Perfect 2. He's a comedian. He's always on like Conan and stuff. I think he's hilarious. Conan did a um, special in where he went to Germany and him and this Flula hung out and stuff. Um, I would have liked to see him more. I was a little bummed that he was the fake out. <laughs> he was part of the fake out squad and he had like one line before he was killed and Harley took his javelin. But... I like that uh, scene too, though, where she's, he's like. She's like, wow, wow, wow. what? What were you <laughs> like? There's a big, but there's like this huge pause when he was talking. You're like, okay, it's coming. And then it doesn't. She's just like, what? What do I do with the javelin? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So I'm glad to hear you guys. It was say a this. comic book that's, movie. That's and great. I, that's what I wanted was a silly, stupid, violent comic book movie. So we'll we'll start off. Uh, Adam, remember, just to remind our audience, he gave it a six. Um, it wasn't his cup of tea, but you know that's still a, a passing score. Uh, Dwayne, what do you rate the film? I'm going seven. Strong seven. Okay. Seven. All right. Uh, I'll go next, uh, and then we'll let Bernie for last. I'm going eight and a quarter. I'm going eight point two five. I think it's worthy of that score, uh, just from the. The, the 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 inner happiness I had watching this film and it just being so much better than I thought it was gonna be, I it definitely deserves that score. It's one of the better DC movies I've seen in a long time. So I did predict right, right? I told you you were gonna like that movie. You did. You said I was gonna like it. Eight and a quarter is pretty That's high. Every movie. Yeah. Throw in some stuff that he's seen elsewhere before and Rami gets the <laughs> eight. Go ahead, Bernie. Uh Oh man, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. Uh, mostly based on the strong first hour of the movie, and the meeting of all these insane characters, and the newness of it, and the twists and turns, like the the fake out of the whole team gets killed at the beginning, and then the scene in the jungle where they kill all the good guys, yeah. but they don't know they're good guys. Like th- those those kind of funny, um, like. Uh, plot twists and stuff. I just thought it was great. 
if Suicide Squad does what I want them to, and their new thing is to just grab obscure characters, make them funny, interesting, and do this stuff, I'm all in. Okay. All in. I agree. I'm going to rewatch this, though, and give the second half of, of the movie uh, a second chance. Maybe I, was, maybe I was just, like, bored or, you know, in my own chair. I don't know. All right, fair enough. I just I just thought the middle section of the movie just dragged on forever. But then the ending of it was good. All right, cool. All right, so let's get to our last topic of the night, which is uh, Disney premiere their What If episode one uh, today. It uh, Just from the previews, you could tell that it was going to be revolved around Captain Carter. Um, it is a What If. It's for anyone who doesn't know what What If is. I'll explain it real quick. It's from the observation of a multiverse through the eyes of the Watcher, okay? We now know that Marvel is going with a multiverse spectrum of storylines. This is a couple of quick 30 to 40-minute episodes of what if your favorite character who you knew and loved was someone different or made a choice that you didn't expect and it turned out differently for them Um, from all of the Marvel movies you've watched, okay? For example, one of the uh, most popular characters in the Marvel Universe, Black Panther. In the What If season, uh, whenever his episode airs, he is Star-Lord. So they're just taking, you know, what if Peggy Carter, Captain America's, you know, girlfriend, took the super serum? What would that be like? How would that that end up? Spoilers. Uh, Yeah, that's what we get from (laughs) episode one. Um, so, uh, we'll talk about the episode. We'll kind of get our thoughts on what we, what we felt, um, you know, whether we like the animation or do we like the story, where are we going to go from here and, um, you know, kind of get everyone's thoughts. So did everyone watch what if Adam? Yep. Everyone saw it. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to just give a quick summary of the episode and then we can all talk about what we, what we thought about it. Um, basically the first episode, like I mentioned is. What if a scenario happened where instead of Steve Rogers getting the super serum, it was Peggy Carter? And how would those events unfold? Um, What would it be like to have a woman behind the Captain America armor? And um, it uh, it, it's the first episode. It um, I think it. let let me say it like this. Um, the, the, The episode started off. And I, I was intrigued. Are you telling about the episode or yeah. are you giving your thoughts? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let, let's describe the episode and how it happened. And then I'll give my thoughts. Okay. So um, it turns out that uh, the watcher actually starts to narrate. Um, Uatu. Yeah. The first part of the episode, because you have the scene that we all know where we're all in the laboratory together, where Steve is about to take the super serum and the experiment is about to take place. Um, we all know that there is a um, enemy in the crowd who wants to uh, blow this experiment up and not let this actual super soldier serum program um, take place because they want the super soldier serum for themselves. Okay, so um, the watcher kind of does a really cool job at narrating where he's reminding the audience that this scene was what you saw in Captain America one. But when Peggy Carter was asked to go behind the glass, she decided to say no and stay in the room with the experimentation. And the watcher reminds the audience that this this decision 
is what turned out to be the splitting scenario for this not to go the way that you think it's going to go. By her just saying, I'm not going to go behind the glass. I'm going to stay right here in the experimentation room. That completely shoved us in a different trajectory. And I want to say that I thought that was really cool. Just by letting the audience know that little decision that really means nothing in reality has a completely different outcome on the way that these characters are going to be portrayed and the way that they're going to be um, heroes versus villains, um, you know, for the future. I thought that was very cool. So Again, when it, are you giving a synopsis or your review? <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. So what ends up happening is that um, uh, Peggy Carter, through a series of events, ends up injecting the super soldier serum into herself. Um, she becomes the super and soldier. With that, we have to ask the question, did her vagina grow <laughs> oh, proportionately no. with the rest of her? <laughs> I am not answering that question. <laughs> nope. You've been thinking about this all nope. all day, damn it. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, what about her boobs? Do they grow too? Nope. It's not. Oh, as look at her boobs, yeah. man. So of course, um, you know everyone is mad because the experiment should have been done on a man, but now it was done on a woman. And not you know, everyone, one general, one general, yeah. So there, you know, was mad. yeah. So you get into those sort of scenarios in the 1940s where, you know, can a, can a woman do a man's job as well? This isn't what we signed up for. How are people going to react to this? And they do kind of play on that a little bit. Um, Steve, who was wounded during the, um, uh, the, the scene where he was supposed to be injected with the serum, but he ended up getting shot. Uh, he recovers. And one thing that you realize. Well, very, him being Steve, he tried to stop the gunman. He did. Yeah, he tried to save the day. But it was very, it was ended very quickly because he can't stand a bullet. Because he's a skinny little wiener. Man, he's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, he ends up um, merging with like an Iron Monger type suit. So you kind of see. Iron Man. Yeah, he's Iron Man, basically. He's the first generation Iron Man. And yeah. it's kind of cool because you've got Howard Stark, who is still kind of prevalent in this episode, Tony Stark's dad who now gets to bear witness to the birth of an Iron Man, um, you know, costume, which is, which doesn't make really sense cool. because Tony, Tony made that out of stuff that he had in a cave. Howard Correct. had shields technology, but why would he make the, the Iron Man outfit? It looked more like Jebediah's outfit. I know it's Iron a, what Man if, outfit. yeah, it's sorry. It, yeah. It looked, right. It, You're right. Yeah. That's, that's very true. It Plus actually is a Tesseract. Yeah, it looked more like that. They all touch with their hands, which is bullshit. Yeah, yeah everyone that from the first Captain America. Apparently, anyone can hold it with their bare hands now. Yeah, everyone can hold it with their I bare guess hands. A glove is enough to separate it. That uh, drove me nuts when I saw that. I was like, oh, they're touching it. You can't touch it. <laughs> um, but it, so you, it's what if. So, what if you were able to hold the Tesseract? Yeah, yeah sure. And yeah, it well, does. Look, what if? It, it does look more like the Ironmonger costume. I, I think that's a very good comparison. It looks exactly like that, actually. It was a World War II tank as a Iron Man. Sure. That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, so Captain Carter, you know, you get to see some montages of her trying out her new powers. Um, the scene where she kind of holds the shield in front of the tank and it just, like, flips over her and she, like, lifts it. Like, dude, that was all really cool. 
Um, she murdered so many people. Bunch of people. Minutes. Well, it's war, man. Bunch of people. So she violently murdered yeah. people. In the yeah. airplanes, she's Oops. ripping people out of the planes <laughs> like two miles mm-hmm. in the sky. And just you just see their bodies just go flying backwards. It's just like, oh god, they're gonna splat on someone's house or something. <laughs> like they're gonna kill someone down below. There's gonna be collateral damage of these bodies falling from the sky. Well, even even uh when she flipped that truck over, right? Like she did that it. Was a, like that was she, really I don't cool. think she was expecting to do it, and then she did it, and she was just like smiling, like, oh wow, this is awesome. Let me do that again. <laughs> Yeah, and it's 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 mirroring the scenes where Steve had to try out his powers really quickly. Like when he got injected with the serum, immediately he had to go start chasing the guy who was creating this, you know, whole situation. So he had to run through the streets and start realizing he had super speed. Uh, he was busting through, you know, blockades and realized he had super strength. And then when the enemy got in that submarine, submarine, yeah, he had to stop a submarine. <laughs> So he's like, you know, he's his legs are not are moving too fast for his body, and he's stumbling around, and he's trying to figure out his whole sort of you know power scenario, um, really fast. He had to do it very quick, and this is you know kind of similar where where Peggy gets to try out all of her powers, and she's just surprised by how strong she is. Um, you do see throughout the episode that her and Steve actually have the beginnings of a relationship. So even though Steve is still kind of the skinny sort of, you know, uh, nobody guy, she still really has feelings for him. And uh, it wasn't just that he was just a muscular, you know, uh, man with good looks. She actually really likes him as a, as a she person. She would manhandle him. <laughs> I thought that was really sweet. Like, I like that that sort of thread line that, you know, she really actually does have feelings for this guy. And uh, they show that during well, the. She likes the him for him, not for him. He's Captain America. She hasn't met villain. Thor yet either. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they rescue the. What are they called? The seventh. One oh seven regiment. One oh seventh regiment. Um, Bucky's there, of course, with uh, you know all the other guys, and the. Ugh, I, I'll talk about that in my review. He says in a line like, are you the queen of England? I'm like, ah, what? That's not good. Yeah, voice he's acting. the worst. He's That's... by far the worst part of the episode. Yeah, Very... he's making great uh, ugly jokes all the time. I don't even yeah. know if you were a good voice actor, if you could make that line make sense. That was he's, just not he's good. He's not a good voice actor. He's no. the worst voice actor ever. It's very bad. He was, he was really bad. Yeah, it's very bad. I'm glad Man. we're all in agreement on how bad Sebastian Stan was. Yeah, it was, and I know that was his voice because he was in the credits. It's um, all their, all the characters yeah. came back to reprive their voices. Yeah, it, that was not good. Uh, yeah, so you know he rescues the 107th. You know they 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 find out that Red Skull is on a mission to open up a portal, and you know so here we are at the climax where the the Red Skull is using the Tesseract to open up a portal. Of like an actual Hydra looking creature. Dude, this with, scene was awesome. With a bunch of tentacles. <laughs> and like when that happened, I'm like, you know what? That's actually pretty smart. He's bringing in an actual Hydra if those things existed. Um, you don't really get to see the three heads, but an you octopus? get to see. <laughs> well, yeah, you get to see the tentacles and all the destruction is causing. And 
you know, all that type of stuff. So, you know, the, the one Oh seventh and Steve Rogers. No, the, I love how it immediately kills him. (laughs) Like, what did you think was going to happen? Fantastic scene. He thinks that he can control this creature from another dimension and it just crushes him immediately. Uh, That was, that was very good. Um, So of course, you know, you've got Steve coming in with the suit you got the 107th, you've got Peggy Carter all trying to push this creature back into the void. And, um, you know, Steve rescues the 107th, carries them off to safety, goes back in to save his girlfriend, and quickly realizes his suit lost power. He's helpless. There's not much he can do. And she says, you know what? I got this. Um, and he realizes that was, she's going to be... I think it was the same too. line, right? Like, save me a dance, or you owe me a dance, or... Yeah. yeah, you owe me a dance. Yeah. Um, the, the one line that Sebastian Stan had, though, that I thought was pretty funny was Steve Steve Rogers' most one of his most famous lines throughout the Captain America arc is, I can do this all day, right? <laughs> Bucky actually says at one point during the show, look, guys, we can't stand around and do this all day. <laughs> do you guys remember that? No. Yeah, he mm-hmm. says that in the show, and it's very subtle, but that's what they're referring to is that line that Steve says when he's getting beat up, you know, and being bullied, I can do this all day. Sebastian Stan says the opposite. That was the one line he had that I thought was really good. Um, But yeah, Peggy Carter pushes the tentacled monster into the abyss. She gets sucked into the time portal and she ends up reappearing in sort of like Avengers one uh, timeline. It looks like where Hawkeye and Nick Fury are there. And who who came out of the portal in Avengers 1? It was Loki. And so in this scenario, who comes out of the portal? It's Peggy Carter. So now she's in the future. She's being told that the World War is, you know, is over. Yeah. And um, 70 you know, you years got, later or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You got Hawkeye and Nick Fury there mm-hmm. where in the Avengers timeline, that was Loki who came out of that thing. Well, now you have a hero coming out. Instead of I didn't, even, I didn't even think of that. I just thought it was just a way to figure out how to get her in the future without f- having her be in ice for s- 70 years. <laughs> yeah, I they, they're clearly tapping into the Avengers universe where at the beginning of Avengers 1, Loki comes out and starts murdering everyone. In this timeline, in the what-if scenario, it's a hero who comes out. And that's, that's clearly Hawkeye. I from thought he was Avengers already time. there. I Ooh. thought he was already in that room because during a cutscene in one of the movies, he was he no. was mimicking being there, wasn't he? No, because that was the whole ha- Rambo Hawkeye being like, "Well, maybe we can't go through, but doors are, are go both ways. What's going to come through the other way?" Yeah, Hawkeye was in that room. Remember, he was up in the. He goes, "The birds in his no, nest." I thought a cutscene in one of the movies had Loki there as someone else, like in his, you know, his mischief, like. Uh, fake out like someone else i don't remember no, he was influencing the doctor somehow i remember no, but you know how you can pretend he's someone else i thought he was doing that in a cutscene of one of the early movies no no i don't think so we just did all the early movies <laughs> i think i'm right <laughs> all right well i mean there was a cutscene where um you saw loki um had control over dr selwig and he was kind of mind controlling him after the, I think that was the end of, was that the end of Thor one? I think it was. 
But then, I mean, in Avengers 1, everyone remembers him coming through the portal and then murdering everyone. So I just, I saw this ending of What If as Sharon Carter's coming through that same portal. And um, who knows if they're going to continue that story. I don't know if these are going to be one-offs or you're going to get to see a second part of this Sharon well, Carter. Well, I was going to say that. I think they're all going to interweave at some point. Maybe. Yeah. So that's kind of the breakdown of the first episode of What If, so we can kind of go around the horn and ask everyone what they thought. Um, Adam, what did you think of the first episode? I liked it. I liked the story. Uh, the, the curtain was okay. I mean, but the story was really good. For, to me, it was solid. I liked it. Okay. Very good. Um, Dwayne, what would you think? Uh, love the story, love the animation. Actually, I was like really surprised. Like, I think we know like DC does cartoons well. Marvel's, uh, eh. I think they're on a new level now. Like, I th I thought this was really good. I was actually really surprised to see all the original actors portraying their roles. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't like I knew it was going to be Captain Carter or whatever you want to call it, Captain Britain. Um, but I didn't know it was going to be all the same players. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it would just be its own separate story of how she became a super soldier, but it was literally the same story we had with the twist. Correct. So, but overall, I loved it, man. I can't wait for the next one. I think this whole series is going to be awesome, and I think it's going to lead to cool things in the MCU. Go ahead, Bernie. Uh, I wasn't that big a fan of episode one. Um, I love the art style, though. I thought that it reminded me of the Telltale games. Like, uh, if you ever played those, the Walking Dead and the Batman ones. Oh, yeah. Ones. They did a Walking Dead, Batman. They did Guardians one, too. Game of Thrones. I thought it was a little uh, uh, Iron Giant. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah. I I really liked that. I hated just some of the voice acting was really bad. Some of it was mm -hmm. good. Um, like she did a great job. Um, I like the idea of Watu being like the narrator of it. Mm -hmm. um, I never read any of the What If comics. My books are coming September first, so um, <laughs> I haven't I haven't read any of that stuff. So I have no like strong feelings about if they're butchering the stories from the comics or anything like that. Um, I mean, it was fine. I know other episodes are going to be great and there'll probably be more stinkers. I think this is definitely lowest on my list of Marvel shows so far. I mean, I, but I also... I, I'm not a big like cartoon person. Unless it's like comedy stuff. Like I wish it was more like light. I felt like they were taking this way too seriously at times. Uh, when it's just like, I don't know, it's a cartoon. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's a cartoon. cartoon I thought it, it was the same bit. feel as the, yeah. if it was a movie. Yeah, I I guess, but maybe I want it lighter than It was just that. condensed, I don't know. you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I'd give it like a six. It was fine. I'm not okay. saying the whole series is going to be bad. I I expect there be some cool I, th episodes, I think we kind of knew what this one was going to be too so yeah that's another thing too it's like what else would they do for captain carter other than what we saw you know what i mean so 
no yeah, surprises no, that's fair. anywhere. I other yeah, than her violently true. murder so many people. Yeah, in no. Thirty minutes. <laughs> I uh, I also liked the animation style a lot. I thought it was very eye catching. <clears throat> it it had me intrigued for the entire episode, and it was it was very well done. Uh, and and top notch stuff. That was that was fantastic. I love I like the story overall. I always liked Peggy Carter. I watched both seasons of Agent Carter. Um, I really liked that show, and I was I was really sad that it got canceled. Um, and you're right. There were some voice actors that were not that great, especially Sebastian Stans. His lines that he was delivered, that he was given to deliver, were very cheesy to begin with. And then if that's this isn't something that's really his forte, it just came off very bad. Um, it came off like he didn't care. Yeah. But it was, like he's just like cashing his check and getting the F out of there. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the greatest. Um well, it could be too. Like he he might have had to record this shit at home, where he's got nobody to tell him. You know, hey, try it this way. <laughs> I I would imagine that they would have some back and forth with that. Way. <laughs> I think they'd one I'd, take. I would that's hope it. so, but who knows? You got one take, Sebastian. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I really like the 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 the. the storyline that you know steve and peggy still have a relationship that was really cool um and it was a it was an easy first episode you take captain america you make him a woman um you have the same characters you saw from the first captain america film just with a little twist you throw in an iron monger suit and you have really good action scenes um my favorite part of the entire uh, uh, episode was when peggy carter went to the future and came out of the loki portal and there's Nick Fury and Hawkeye. I'm like, oh crap, that's freaking awesome! Please don't end right now. Ah, oh, dang it! So um, that was my favorite part of the whole show was seeing that happen. Um, so what I'm hoping is that if there's a what if like season two, they continue. Maybe they'll do like eight individual stories. Yeah, but here's the thing: get... we don't even know. Like we know there's uh, Black Panther is going to be Star Lord, but do we really know much more than that? Spider-Man's going to be Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor Strange. Um, Captain, uh, they they have a Captain Marvel episode. Um, they haven't they're revealed not, all of them. They're not going to do the um, what if Jane was Thor, obviously. Yeah. The plot yeah. of Thor 4. What I'm hoping is that maybe they do six to eight episodes and then what if season two maybe continues on with some of those stories and introduces new ones. It could be. Yeah. So, you know, that's... That would be cool. Um, yeah, so I, overall, I'll give the first episode a seven. Uh, I I liked it. It I'm, I, I can guarantee you, by me recording this right now, this is probably going to be my least favorite episode. Um, That's just what I think, too. I really think it's going to go up from here. This is a good starting point. It got me intrigued, but I think that we're all going to come back at the end of this and say, you know, that first episode was probably the weakest. And it just got exponentially better. So, yeah, I'll go eight for this episode. I, me, I, me too. I, I, okay. I, I, this is what I expected, but there's also a little more than I expected. So, okay. Like I said, the story was solid to me, with me, so I liked it. All right, eight. That's fine. That's great. I, I really think that we're going to be impressed going forward. Like I. I 
I mark my words. This will be the the one. And that do, we... do do we even know is the animation style the consistent throughout, or does it change per what if? No, no this is like this, this is the style. I can't wait for the zombie <laughs> episode. That yeah, zombies could be cool. That's gonna be awesome to me because I love the zombie storylines in the Marvel comics. I cannot wait. That's gonna be my episode that I'm I'm looking forward to the most. So we'll we'll see. All right, so we did we did say that Dwayne, did, did you get a top three ready? Yeah. Okay. Well, we said Dwayne's gonna do the top three as always. We don't know what he's gonna ask, so I just uh, made him do. I just said that because yeah. he slammed me in our group. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I don't do enough so as I, it is. Then I called him out and said, "Dwayne, it's your yeah. turn for top three, even though we haven't been doing top threes and yeah. <laughs> whose turn it is." All right, dude. Go I don't. Ahead, I don't three. do enough for this podcast. <laughs> Settle All down. Right. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, top three of top three collectibles that you have. Not that you want, that you have. Oh man. This may be easy or super hard for Rami. I can go first if you need to. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, I mean, mean, I know what my I number could, one is. I could probably name Rami's top three. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've talked about one of them quite often. Go ahead, Dwayne. Go ahead. All right, number three for me is my uh, newer Voltron. All the lions. Plus, you know, you can put them all together. The one that you got from Mattel? The Mattel one, yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. Number two would be my Hot Toys Wonder Woman. Yeah. My first Hot Toy. Yes. Very nice. And number one will be my Captain America signed shield from Stanley. Of course. Of course. I'm the reason you have that. (laughs) You, dude, remember, we told that story before. You're like, dude, you're like Rami. Stan, I mean, I'm getting my Stanley autographed. I got to get him to sign the Star of the Shield. I'm like, Dwayne, if you don't go buy that right now, we're going to have a problem. So I I was so happy when you got that signed. That was that was a baller move. Because one of the vendors had that, that shield for sale in, at, at the Comic-Con, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Great job. I had to right, purchase Adam. it. I got a discount, though. You did. You got a great deal. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Dwayne, you can pick who goes next. Whoever's ready. Adam, you got three? Uh, I, have, I really don't have three, but <laughs> mostly my, uh, the ones, uh, my best collection is the, the CTG autographed by uh, Stanley. I have several of those, and I I have a uh, 9.8 uh, first appearance uh, Deadpool. Wow, 9.8! Holy crap! Yeah. Jesus, it's a multi-thousand dollar book. Oh my god! Yeah, and uh, that's it. The rest are just minimal. Come on, uh, uh, it's only three. Just I'm gonna pick look. I'm gonna look that up. Okay, let me see. Okay, let me see. Uh, okay, I have a not autographed, but I have a 
CCC, uh, first appearance of Black Cat, eight point, eight point. Oh, nice. And, dude, uh, dude, Adam, do you know how much that comic is worth? No. Twelve hundred. You... Tw- Bernie, what's your guess? Twelve hundred. Okay, Dwayne, what do you think that a nine point eight? I'm just looking at average price on eBay right now. Nine point eight. The New Mutants first appearance uh, yeah, of Deadpool. You, you gotta look at sold because eBay is wild with their prices. Yeah. How do yeah, I go to sold? sold? I don't know. We don't need to do this over the, the Wait, <laughs> the whatever number you saw. What number? Okay, no, I mean I'm just seeing average price. Uh uh okay, sold. Uh nineteen hundred bucks. I was yeah. gonna say two grand. What's up, Adam? Nine, your your book is almost worth two thousand dollars, like an actual sold copy of a nine point eight Deadpool. If someone came right now and said, "Adam, I'm going to give you two grand for your nine point eight Deadpool," would you give it to him? No, I give him the nine point six, but not. The- <laughs> no, that's not that's not what I asked. No. So if someone two thousand dollars cash money, hundred dollar bills, they said, "Here you go, can give me that Deadpool," you would say no. No. It's wow. Wait, wait for the not next only- movie. Not wow. only is it two thousand dollars, but that's a modern age comic too. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. autographed by, wor- by Stan Lee. It's autographed too. That's worth way more than two grand. By Stan Lee. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Even the point nine point six is autographed by Stan Lee. You should have had him write "fuck Rob Liefeld" on it. One <laughs> <laughs> of I tried to get him autographed. <laughs> he was a dick, you know. Yeah, I think he, he threw his autograph away, didn't you? Yeah. He's <laughs> the biggest douche in all of comics, I think. And uh, so my third one is... Uh, let me look for some... Oh, but, hey, my autograph was, uh, was Stan Lee, you know? My picture was Stan Lee. That's a good one. That's a good one. What if someone offered you two grand for the picture of you and Stan Lee? <laughs> okay, take it. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's what i thought all right i'll go next because most people have heard mine um my number three is my uh hoverboard signed by like 99 percent of the back to the future cast that's so cool yeah the main autograph i'm missing is crispin glover um i even have the principal on there and you'll marty's, never get that marty's girlfriend too much of a douchebag he doesn't do conventions. He said it in multiple interviews. Um, he says he doesn't do. He doesn't I'll do. Go find his address and wait for him to go on a run or something. <laughs> if, if I if I can get Crispin Glover to ever sign my hoverboard, I would have like a complete Back to the Future cast autograph. Um, unless I wanted about, to start going. Do you have the mayor? Producers and directors. Well, no, I'm talking about cast like actual. What about the characters mayor in the film? I don't have Mayor Goldie Wilson. I'm talking about the main characters. Like I even have Principal Strickland. I got Biff. I got Leia Thompson. I got uh, uh, Marty's girlfriend. Like, dude, I got I got everybody. Do you have the person behind the counter? Whenever um... <laughs> no, hey, hey, which which girlfriend? The first one or the second one? The first one, Claudia um, uh, Wells. Yeah, um, you gotta get the second one too. I know. I'm missing her. Yeah, it doesn't um, sound like this is 99% at all. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the first... Adam, are you dying? Man, are you okay? Yeah. It's an old cough, man. I've been trying to look for Robitussin, the pills. I don't like liquid, but I can't find them. 
Oh my god, I haven't seen Robitussin capsules in forever. Dude, you're gonna be searching for that for a while. Um number try, three collectible. What what yeah. about uh all right uh, so Robitussin bills? Number three, yeah. <laughs> number three uh collectibles. I'm I'm talking about from the first Back to the Future movie. Yes, did I have the cast of the first film sign up the second film? The third one. Yes, I did. Wife. No. What about the horse her. that they rode in the? Thing? No, I don't have the horse. <laughs> All right, uh, number two is a is a collectible I actually purchased kind of recently. I have a. Uh, if you guys remember the old school like wonder horses from the late seventies and early eighties that were like on springs, where you would like have these bouncy horses you would ride on, where if you stuck your finger in the spring you'd lose a you know you'd lose your pinky a finger. A rocking horse. Yeah, yes, we know what a rocking. Um, they made a Battle Cat one in like 1985, and um, it was right around the time where this uh, Wonder Horse company was getting sued, and they decided to discontinue all of those models because kids were getting injured. And uh, they made a Battle Cat one, um, which I purchased for a pretty good price from a Facebook um, uh, post yeah. that you guys sent me, and got it refurbished and got it uh, back up to tip-top shape. So that's my number two. And of course, my number one is my 1987 Macy's Day uh, Parade He-Man sword, um, which I have talked about numerous times on this podcast. All right, Bernie, go ahead. Um, I'm going to lump some stuff together. Um, number three, I'm going to put my origin stories of Captain America, Doctor Strange, and my first solo appearance of Moon Knight all in the same category. Okay. Um, I have those hanging up in, on the wall in my bathroom upstairs to get the half bath. Um, Good place for them. <laughs> <laughs> the only place I'm allowed. Uh, number two. Well, shit. I, damn it. All right. Uh, number two. I was going to say I have the first four... Um, volumes of Amazing Spider-Man Marvel Masterworks in hardcover, which are super hard to find now. Um, but I have a replica long claw that's hanging on my wall upstairs in the bar room. Sure. It's pretty sweet. I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. So I'm going to use that as my number two. I forgot about that. And then number one, I have a <clears throat> a model kit that um, I built that is a replica of Tony Stark's um, heart piece uh, rea- uh, shit what do you call it arc reactor or whatever yeah. from Iron Man 1 in a display case that says proof that Tony Stark has a heart like Pepper gave him at the end of Iron Man whenever he swapped it out um, I have one of those uh, it sits in a little glass box just like she gave him uh, it's pretty cool Nice. So, oh, and I got to build nice. it. Very nice. And I got to build it myself too, which was kind of cool. Felt like Tony oh. Stark tinkering around with it. Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. Drill a hole in your chest. Yep, and then I <laughs> then I got hit with shrapnel and <laughs> I needed to find a magnet to stop the shrapnel from going into my uh, heart. But and only then, for 5 minutes, right? Yeah, just for one movie, and then the second movie, we forgot that that was a thing. 
and then we bring back the poisoning in the third movie or whatever. I think the poisoning's in the second. It's second. So All right. Well, dude, great question. Thank you so much. Um, great answers, guys. Uh, so, as always, please follow us on Cross the Streams Media. Um, we've talked about that before. You can find a bunch of the podcasts we partnered with um, to uh, go find something new that you maybe never knew that you'd like. Tons of episodes to choose from of Three Beers and a Mic, Burn Appetit, uh, the Dan Aykroyd podcast, Front Row Negative, um, the Dorksman, a whole bunch of different uh, you know shows that we have on there. Please, please. Toy Rewind. Yep. Yeah, new podcast, yep. Toy Rewind. Absolutely. Um, so please check us out. Facebook, Three Beers and a Mic. Twitter, Three Beers and a Mic. Instagram, Three also, Beers and a Mic. Also, you can find our sponsor on there if you're interested in buying some coffee. Absolutely. We do have that posted. And uh, as always, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Peace. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.